folks. That's us. I tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack. I'm Mr. Solo Dolo. Oh, oh, oh. Bob. Hello. Just kidding. It's uh, it's me and only me. Uh, it's me, Austin. That was Vince McMahon when he uh, said it's me, Austin, to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, this week, you may have gathered from the intro, is just one person, individually, alone, by themselves, and that would be me, Bob. Uh, Taylor had homework, and uh, Bob, I don't think, specifically gave me a reason. Uh, he never said yes or no whether he was recording, but then, um, jokingly, I put out the idea of me doing a one hour pod by myself, or, you know, we'll see how long I can do this, uh, alone, see how long I can facilitate talking points in a conversation by myself, uh, we're barely at a minute right now, um, so I tried to put together some topics for me to talk about that I might be able to, uh, waste an hour of someone's day. Um, so we'll start off with my quote of the week of the week. Um, it comes from legendary poet and football coach Bill Parcells. And he says, that's not good. This isn't the quote, but, oh, never mind. That's not Kelsey. We're fine. Wait, is it? Ah, dang it. It is. I have him in fantasy. It's, it's a tight one this week. Uh, anyway, uh, Bill Parcells says, <laughs> He got to hold on to that ball. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he said that, but that also isn't the quote. Uh, he says the best ability is availability. Couldn't agree more. So anyway, we're gonna move on to the first segment I have. Uh, wanted to do as little work as possible on it, so I went and looked at whatever was trending on Twitter in the for you page, and uh, we'll see if I can make some magic here. Uh, first up, it says a Hocus Pocus reunion. I think I watched the original one individual single time. Uh, I guess that's turning into a theme. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care about it, dude. Like, it was just another movie. Uh, some would call it a waste of time. I wouldn't. Some have. Some will. Um. I don't know why people want another one. I, there's only so many things witches can do. Um, I don't like Bette Midler. She criticized the NFL. But not in the way that I do it. Um, I think she criticized the sport of football. Enemies. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't care less about that film. Because they're also bringing back Sarah Jessica Parker. Who I think I've said multiple times on this pod. She frustrates me. Uh, next up, we've got, um, allegedly there could be a, excuse me, a very bad heartburn today. Um, I forgot my water bottle at home and I was, I was eating tuna for lunch, but I didn't have anything to drink. So that's killing me right now. But anyway, um, there, uh, there are rumors 
of a teased Zoe 101 reunion. I think I speak for everyone when I say I loved that show as a kid. Some of the best years of my life. Great theme song. Um, that being said, um, I don't know that I want a reunion. They're all, like, probably 30 now. And the mischief and hijinks that they would have gotten into at that age wouldn't be uh, charming or interesting at their current age. And then their current age shenanigans are just more simple, more similar to my current age shenanigans. And I don't need that. I've got enough of that in my life. Um, so let's just, let's not do that. Um, next was Tiny Dancer. I don't know why it was trending on Twitter. It is a great song. Um, I think I speak for everyone. When I say Elton John, good to great artist. I think he's great, but I know that some people would say good, so that's how I'm speaking for everyone. It's all in the semantics of that situation. Um, next up is Ari Lennox. No idea who that is, so Twitter needs to figure out that for you situation, because that's not for me. Uh, next is Charlie Chaplin. He had the same mustache as Hitler, and he refused to talk about it. And then the last one that I saw is a 2,000-year-old cat etching in pure Peru. Um, great. Love when we make discoveries. I think it's one of the few things we have left in this world to cherish. Um, Because the more we discover, the less we have left. Um, But my problem, if you see this picture, I recommend looking it up. It seems like it's just on the side of a mountain. So unless that's just a side that no one ever felt like getting to, I don't know how it took 2,000 years for people to figure it out. Um, it seems like laziness, or um, maybe all the Peruvians knew about it, and it was just kind of the ignorance of the English-speaking world that caused this to become a huge um, discovery today. Who's to say? But I definitely think uh, a giant cat on the side of a mountain should have been found... Um, in a shorter time frame. Um, so that was the end of that. Let's see where we are on time. Oh, I'm doing poorly. We're only at six minutes. Um, it's important to challenge yourselves, everyone, because that's how we know what we're going to fail at. Um, next up, I'm going to go through the contestants on this season of The Bachelorette so far not going to do a deep dive. I'm going to judge them based on their name, age, and job, and clearly appearance. We all know what this show's about. Uh, first up, AJ, 28, software salesman. Pass. What an idiot. Selling software in 2020? Anyone can just download that anywhere. Uh, ben, 29, army veteran. Thank you for your service. We'll move on from that one. Uh, Bennett, 36, wealth management consultant. You know what that says to me? That that tells me he cannot 
cut it on the stocks. He couldn't handle the trading room floor. Everyone was too mean. He was used to being the big bad boy in his fraternity. He gets to the uh, the floor out at uh, the Dow Jones, as some say. Maybe they don't. Um, and he couldn't cut it. Everyone was meaner and better than him. And also, you look at him. He's the he's the guy who shows up to his kids. Uh, I'm gonna try and paint a picture. He, he uh, when you're playing little league and the kid's dad shows up in like the fourth inning in like his convertible Corvette and he gets out and he's on the phone, never takes his sunglasses off, um, just kind of like high fives his son like once after the game, and then he's like, "I'll see you next weekend, bud." That's what Bennett looks like. Uh, next up is Blake Monar, 31, male grooming specialist. Um, I'll just say this. I don't think he's there for the right reasons, uh, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, next is Blake Moines, 29, wildlife manager. Uh, I'm not quite sure how you manage wildlife. Is it um, telling which animals where they can and can't be? Uh, are you um, are you looking at the ecosystem and giving like performance reviews on like oh bees you need to produce more honey or um, you know hey you're not uh, eating enough of your prey. Uh, they're going to be overpopulated for this for this ne- next quarter. Uh, we're going to need you to really pick it up in uh, Q3. Um, I don't really understand what wildlife manager is, but, you know, seems cool. Seems like a cool guy. His, his uh, chin goes out to the sides, so I don't know. There's something about that that I don't like. Uh, next up, Brandon, 28, real estate agent, Cleveland, Ohio. I, uh, I don't think that's a booming market. We'll move on. Uh, Brendan, 30 years old. He is a commercial roofer from Milford, Massachusetts. Uh, commercial roofer. I, I don't think anyone's like a roofer as a hobby. Um, I'd argue that all roofers are commercial. Uh, not a lot of pro bono roofing getting done. Um, yeah, so good for you. Shout out Massachusetts, I guess. Uh, Chasen. That is a name where his parents were still deciding in the delivery room. Uh, the... The lady filling out the or man filling out the birth certificate asked uh, what name, and they were still choosing between three. The first one they said was Chase, and they were about to go Chase and Sean. But uh, the nurse filling out the birth certificate only heard Chase and and just wrote that down. So that's how you get a name like that. He's thirty one. He's a handsome fellow. I'll give him that. And he is an IT account executive. That basically means he's resetting passwords. Um, 
executive is just a nice touch to seem fancy, but it's not that big a deal. Um, Chris27, a landscape design salesman. Not sure uh, how much effort you have to put into selling your bushes looking nice. Uh, let me let me pitch you on this. Would you rather have some unsightly shrubbery, or would you have, like to have a nice tapered azalea? I think uh, I think proper aesthetics really sell themselves, uh, but I respect the hustle. Uh, Dale, thirty-one, former pro football wide receiver. I can tell you guys are bored listening to this, but it's not my fault. No one else wanted to record. Uh, former pro football wide receiver. We looked him up. He didn't play. He practice squad. Uh, Damar, spin cycling instructor, 26 years old. Here's a question. Can you ride a real bike? He looks like a nice fella. Um, I want to see him out on the open road. Let's get that bike uh, moving and grooving. Um, Easy, he is a sports marketing agent, 29. They did say on the show um, that he was a former football player. Good for him moving on and finding another career, unlike Dale resting on his laurels. Ed, 36, healthcare salesman, exactly what you expect Ed to look like. Um, Healthcare, easy to sell. A lot of people want it. Uh, I believe it's Garen. 34, professor of journalism, nerd. Ivan, 28, aeronautical engineer. Um, From what I can tell, that's either airplanes or spaceships. Um, That's a smart people job, but not a nerd one like Garen's. Uh, Let's see, Jason, 31. Former pro football lineman. Let me tell you, pal. Um, as a former lineman, you don't have the best shot with the ladies here. Uh, but anyway, uh, Jay, 29, fitness director. Uh, turns out, according to Steven, our former friend Stevie, uh, this guy went to the same school as us, Liberty. Um, it explains why he's weird. That's fair. Uh... Next up is Jeremy, 40. He's a banker from Washington, D.C. Um, you know, like that meme page, middle class fancy, that uh, they have like stock images of like silly white folk. Um, look the, that up, and that's pretty much Jeremy. Uh, Joe, 36, anesthesiologist. It's a little sus. Um, your whole job is just to knock people out. Might as well be Mike Tyson. Uh, Jordan C, 26, software account executive. Whew, boy, hope he can help me get back into my webkins. Uh, Jordan M, 30, cybersecurity engineer. <sighs> Whatever, man. Build that. Build that firewall. <laughs> topical uh kenny he might be my favorite not to win but um he is a 
boy band manager who's 39 and by the looks of it has a very large chest tattoo on his left pec. Um, I want a lot more information on him in the upcoming episode. Um, I just, I need to know everything. Uh, he's almost 40 and he's managing boys and bands. Um, I think that's something they need to explore a lot more. Um, next up is Mike, 38, a digital media advisor. I mean, I feel like it's pretty simple. Uh, hey, man, don't post that. Oh, he, that was a bad idea. You don't want to. That's the video you're going with? I think I could do that job. Um, Page Chef thirty nine. Um, all the all the boys, the boys, were calling him a weirdo. Um, the fact he has a um, anatomically correct heart tattooed on his chest, where his heart I think should be. I'm not a doctor. Weird. Um, next up is Riley thirty. Uh, he's an attorney. No real jokes about that one. Um, That's a good job. Good income. Uh, Credit to him. Next up is Robbie. He's wearing an open Hawaiian shirt. Love that vibe. Uh, 31, and he's an insurance broker. Uh, He broke that insurance. Um, Hopefully, um, we can all find a way to get that back together and back in one piece. Um, Tyler C., 27. Lawyer. Um, now this is something, maybe it's ignorance or flat out stupidity, but I don't know the difference between an attorney and a lawyer. Um, is one in the courtroom and the other is not? I truthfully have no idea. Uh, but I don't like him because last, the last Tyler C was a lot cooler. Um, that's about it. Uh, also, oh, he was kind of a narc. Um, but anyway, uh, Tyler S, 36, music manager. He probably manages people like his own age or like an appropriate age. I'm more interested in the boy band manager. Um, next up is Yosef, 30. He's a medical device salesman. Maybe it's a competitive market, um, yet necessary nonetheless. I don't think any hospital is going to say, no, we'll do without um, heart rate monitors and uh, other things in hospitals. Um, also, he has a daughter. He didn't even say anything about Claire too, um, or t- about yeah. So he didn't tell Claire about his daughter, from what I could tell. Questionable decisions. Uh, next is Zach C, thirty-six, addiction specialist. Um, hey man, you doing good work out there. Um, keep helping those people. Although it looks like he might have a man bun, so that that's questionable. Uh, and then Zach J, he's a cleaning service owner. That's a small business owner. We respect that. 
we respect the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, so that was all of them. Uh, let's see. Can I read Chris Harrison's bio? I like Chris Harrison. Uh, he loves the weather, likes spending time outdoors. Uh, he wrote a book. Ooh, it was a novel. I think I'm going to have to read that for the pod. Uh, you know, he doesn't really have that many... Yeah, this isn't very interesting. So, we're done with that. Uh, let's check my fantasy score real quick. Josh Allen, lead me to the promised land. I am losing by .47. Um, it's tough because I have Josh Allen and Travis Kelsey playing right now, but I'm playing against a guy who has Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Um, plus, he's going to have Zeke Elliott later tonight. So that's tough. Um, also, just so you guys know, I am watching uh, Chiefs Bills still. Um, about 11 and a half minutes left in uh, in the third quarter there. Uh, just so you know where my life is right now while watching this um, or recording. Uh, so that was all that. But wow, what a casual segue into um, some... God, we're only 21 minutes in. This is just... Oh, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do a full hour. I don't know that you guys want me to. Um, we'll see how far we can get. I feel like if I can do a half hour on my own, that's impressive. But, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, boy, you like to talk. No. I like to talk about things I know or have an opinion on. I couldn't care less about this season than The Bachelorette. That first episode was so boring there's like no drama like i kind of hated that it started off like the first 20 minutes were telling me about this pandemic like you think i don't know about the cocoa we all had to be shut up inside and not going to chilies for months and you think i needed claire crawley of all people to explain to me that we were in a pandemic oh pat mahomes only almost threw a pick it, it was just i you know, this has to have been a boring season. Um, if they're wasting that much time uh, talking about the pandemic. Um, granted, I know that Claire did leave. I think, what was it, like 21 days into filming or something? But, um, so maybe you have to stretch out all of her uh content into enough episodes because once Tasha comes over I don't know how much uh they have of her um cuz I think there is like a episodes commitment with ABC so um maybe you just have to stretch out what you have with Claire I don't really know but it's been a very boring um first week um so like i can't talk too much about that that's really boring to me uh twitter i was really expecting them to have a classic day uh maybe have some funny stuff to talk about um really let me down 
uh, I do kind of hate that like Twitter's just going to turn into like politics all the time now. Um, it's kind of sad because I think we've said on the pod enough, like not really sports guys, not really politics guys. So, um, that's going to be annoying to see a lot of stuff, um, turned into political issues or a lot of people turning all their focus to it, which I get that it is important, but I think a lot of people do look at Twitter and other social media as like, a you know, just a quick little, Hey, I'll hop on for a minute or two, get a good laugh, something like that. Um, so that's why election season is kind of rough because you don't get that escapism from social media anymore. Um, it's almost like the complete opposite. Uh, but again, important issues. Elections are important. It's important to vote. Um, yeah, social media is kind of going to get even worse in the next uh, month or so. Um, but uh, I, I, uh, I had this written down. Um, some NFL MVP talk. Uh, so I think everyone knows that the two main names being brought up for the MVP are Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I hate Rodgers. I think a lot of people know that I am a uh, Vikings fan, so that explains that. Also, I love family. Aaron Rodgers does not. Um, that's why he hasn't started one. Whoa, hold on. Why am I losing points here? Did they just take some away? What my guy Josh Allen do? Uh, oh, don't don't take a sack, Josh. Come on, don't do it. Oh, oh, that's a first. We like that. That's what we like to see from Josh Allen. Nice throw for a first down. Anyway, um, yeah. So those are the two main names: Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, um. My dark horse is Josh Allen. If you look at the way he's playing, uh, it's just incredible for a guy, I think, in his third year. Um, he's just playing great. Oh, he's rolling out. Um, if you look at the stats, he's right in there with um, Wilson and Rodgers. Um, let's go down the list. Rodgers, 1,374 yards. Russell Wilson, 1,502 Josh Allen, 1589. Um, Almost 100 more than Russell Wilson. Uh, Touchdowns, it goes Russ at 19, Josh at 14, and Aaron at 13. Obviously, these are passing touchdowns and not including what Josh Allen's done tonight. Um, Passer rating... I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that Russell Wilson is the highest of these three at 129.8. May surprise people that Josh Allen is higher than Rodgers with a 113 over a 109.7. I think what's also important to think about here is with that high passer rating of Josh Allen at 113, he's throwing the ball 37.8 times per game. So probably, let's round that up to 38. That's a lot. 
Um, that's a lot to have only turned it over, I believe, three times, three or four times. Um, Russ, obviously, 34 attempts per game. And then Rodgers, only 29, which I think he clearly has the best running back of all of them. Um, so that kind of helps him out a lot with his numbers to be able to establish a run game easier. Um, I think Josh Allen, nothing against Devils, Devin Singletary, uh, the Bills probably have the hardest time establishing the run because uh, I think Chris Carson is fantastic up there in Seattle as well. Um, so I think Josh Allen has to do a lot more himself, which um, having Stephon Diggs, that definitely helps him out, which breaks my heart because as much as I love Josh Allen, I loved – Stefan Diggs in purple and gold. Go Vikes. Um, you can never take away that Minneapolis miracle. So, um, still sad. Um, trying to think. I had some kind of rating or ranking. Uh, it's top 10 comedians. Um, that's kind of like a just right now thing, I guess. Um, kind of just at the moment, probably not the same as Lifetime, but also a little bit like that. Um, top 10, uh, Burt Kreischer is number 10. I don't love his stand-up now. I think he's funnier on podcasts or like late-night appearances. Um, he was actually the first comedian I ever like watch their special or um, a feature or anything. Uh, I think I was in maybe seventh or eighth grade, uh, maybe a little younger than that. But uh, my dad was showing my sister stand up and it was just, you know, whatever was free on demand. And Burt Kreischer, I think he had like a 15 minute set or like 30 minutes. Um, I just walked in the room and uh, I saw that and I was like, wow, this guy's pretty funny. Like, is he getting paid to do that? Oh, that's like a, it's a real job. Okay. Um, so Burt Kreischer was kind of the first guy I saw do stand up. Um, always, always kind of been fascinated with it since then. That was always my dream job. Still is. Uh, number nine is. I think I've talked about his show a lot. Um, It's Jerry Seinfeld. Um, He has some of the classic bits. Um, I think what's great about him as well as the next guy on the list, um, I think I'll just say number, or never mind, it's not the next guy on the list, but another guy up on the list. Uh, It's kind of that observational, um, everyday sort of stuff that, you know, Maybe you do notice it, but you don't really think that other people might know it. Um, You know, it was just enough of those everyday occurrences that we all kind of notice or um, kind of just get annoyed by that he built a show around. Um, I think that's what's so great about Seinfeld is the relatability of it to... Every office does have a guy like that. Oh, everyone does have that one friend. Um, Things of that nature. Um, 
that's why I think it was a better show than Friends because it was kind of, um, while it was very fictitious, it did have more of like a real world relatability. Um, number eight on the list is Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, I don't know if he's super well known, um, but I just like him because he makes a lot of jokes that most people would say you can't. Um, dark, what a lot of people would call offensive, mean. Um, I just love that. I think it's really funny. Um, I think a lot of what he does is clever, too, to go along with that. Um, really like that. Uh, next up is Nick Kroll. Um, I... Some of his stand-up's pretty funny. I think that's good. But, like, he's better improv or um, with sketches. Like, Kroll Show was great. Um, I also think he was great on The League. Um, one of my favorite shows of all time. Eh, maybe not all time. But recently, Big Mouth. I think that was funny. Um, maybe a little immature, but so am I. Uh and then when he did Oh Hello on Broadway with uh, John Mulaney, that was, uh, I think, one of the funniest things of all time. Um, I definitely would say, I would highly recommend it to anyone if you have Netflix. Uh, definitely go and watch it. It's on there. Just look up Oh Hello. Uh, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll play these old fellas. They're very weird. Uh, very funny. Next up, kind of the same situation as uh, Jerry Seinfeld, except I think this guy's more open about it. Um, he's more honest or vulnerable about the amount that he's bothered by all these daily things and, uh, normal inconveniences. It's, um, it's Larry David. I think, uh, Seinfeld is probably the greatest comedy of all time. But I think Curb kind of has more of a real-life feel to it. Um, maybe that's because Larry David is just in the real world, and it's not like... And a lot of the celebrities that are on there are just playing themselves as opposed to someone else. Um, so I don't have to do that thing where I separate, oh, that's Stephen Colbert, but he's playing someone else. I think that helps out a lot. So that's then Larry David. He's more angry. I relate to that a little better. Um, number five, Tom Segura. I just think that guy's really funny, man. Uh, his podcast is good. Both of them. Um, he, he gets in a little trouble from time to time just because he tells the jokes that he thinks are funny. He doesn't care if it upsets people. Um, I really like that. I think he's very funny. He's a spiteful guy. He holds grudges. I really like that. I think that's hilarious. Um, him and Burt Kreischer together, they're best friends. They're so mean to each other, and it's so funny. Uh, number four is the first comedian I ever saw live. He's the only one to this day that I've seen who uh, is, like, recognizable. Um, Jim Gaffigan. Uh, I saw him two different times when I lived in Boston, and uh, it was different material each time, which I really like. 
um, someone who can come up with different stuff. Uh, the shows, I think, were only like a year apart. So um, that was a, very impressive to me for him to be able to come up with a whole new hour uh, in the span of a year. Um, and then his TV show on TV land, they only did two seasons, him and his wife decided to quit it, but, uh, that was very funny. Um, I'd recommend it to a lot of people. Um, let's see, how long have I been able to talk? I feel like maybe this is an impressive amount. Only 36. I'm underwhelmed. Um, next up, uh, I think you could make a case for, a top five comedian all time. Um, I would possibly say the best of his generation. He's been doing it for, I think, almost 30 years. Um, he talks about stuff in the world, whether it's political, uh, social, racial issues, um, but in a way that you don't roll your eyes at and go, He's talking about this, or um, it does make a little bit of people uncomfortable, but uh, the people who are uncomfortable are the ones that um, are the problem, probably. Um, it's Bill Burr. Uh, he had a great monologue on SNL, uh, not this past weekend, but the week before. I'd highly recommend looking at that. Um, I think he's very funny. Uh, I really recommend any of, really any of his specials. I know his last one, Paper Tiger, he filmed it in uh, London, um, which was very funny, the difference in culture um, and their reactions to everything. I really liked that. Uh, number two, I think, is the greatest comedian of all time, uh, Dave Chappelle. Uh, all of his specials, are incredible. Chappelle show is one of the funniest shows of all time. Um, not only is it impressive to write a TV show that is consistently funny, uh, episode after episode, but, um, for it to be a sketch show, um, I would think is more difficult because there's no continuity uh, to cling to. There's no, all right, we've set this up so we can write based on that. Um, it's a whole bunch of new ideas each week. Um, so I have a lot of respect for his ability to do that. Uh, he was in Con Air. I watched that the other day. He was very good. In that. He's also a great actor. Um, he was in, uh, A Star is Born. I thought he if Sam Elliott could get a supporting actor nomination for that, as little as he was in it, I think Dave Chappelle should have too. Um, I'm going to take my first water break here. Um, man, what a run by Mahomes. Uh, that one with two minutes left in the third quarter uh, where he crossed the line of scrimmage, went back, uh, and then still ended up with the first down. Incredible. Uh, but anyway, uh, Dave Chappelle, kind of the same as Bill Burr, he has an ability to um, talk about racial, social, political kind of issues that um, 
a lot of people would be, ooh, Mahomes might be short. Um, it would be uncomfortable for people to talk about. Um, but he finds a way to uh, add humor to it. Oh, he did not get it. Fourth and inches. Um, add humor to these issues or put them in a comedic light for everyone to kind of get them a new perspective and all that. Um, so I think that's very uh, impressive. And his ability to do that without really alienating anyone, um, I think is incredible and probably makes him the greatest comedian of all time. Uh, which is weird to say about my number two, but uh, he's not my favorite right now. Uh, my favorite is John Mulaney. Um, all of his specials are incredible. Uh, New in Town, uh, Kid Gorgeous, um, the. I think he had one after Kid Gorgeous. Um, the one with the salt and pepper diner bit. All of his stand-up specials are incredible. And then you also have uh, his children's variety special he did. Um, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. Uh, I thought that was so funny. Very... Um, impressive that he would go from, uh, he kind of made the joke on Seth Meyers. He went from his strong suit of stand-up to uh, making something he had no idea how to do. It was very funny. I thought that was great. Um, his work with Nick Kroll, uh, genius. I think they're great together. Apparently they've been friends since college. Um I think he's the best comedian doing it now consistently. Um, obviously, Dave Chappelle's still great, but I think John Mulaney's kind of having a moment. Um, also, I named my car technically after his dog because um, it's a Hyundai Sonata, um, which he has a joke about that being a Korean classical music car. Um, so when I got it, I got it, Stevie and I were trying to, you know, figure out a name. And we we're like, well, John Mulaney has a joke about a Hyundai Sonata. Uh, let's not give it like a Korean name. That would be offensive. Uh, John Mulaney's dog's name is Petunia. Why don't we roll with that? Uh, so we named it Petunia. Uh, Petunia, the 2011 Hyundai Sonata. Um, it's a good car, reliable. I haven't had any issues with it. Um, granted, I got it back in, I think, March. Um, so not too much time, especially with the pandemic, to be driving around a lot. But uh, no issues with it. Uh, the the button to get the driver's side window up and down uh, kind of sticks a little bit. So if I'm not careful, I might accidentally just leave that down. Um, that happened on a on a bit of a rainy day one time. Uh, luckily, I breezed that out. Um, I got that going for me. <sighs> Going to get some more water. I'm 
dry as a dry thing. I don't know why I'm explaining it. I don't know who in the world is listening at this point. Uh, let's talk about Nick Saban. Um, I'll speak negatively of him since Taylor's not on the pod. Um, excuse me. I uh, I don't believe that he tested negative. No disrespect. Um, I just kind of think... Of all the coaches in the NCAA, to test positive and then miraculously find out that it was a false positive, um, the most likely yet least believable is Nick Saban. Um, Something's just not right about that guy. He definitely has that do-anything-to-win kind of vibe, but not in like the positive sense. Like, I'm not saying that in a complimentary way. Um, so I guess maybe some disrespect. It is what it is. Um, I don't like his athletic commercial. If anything, that would stop me from going to play for Alabama. No offense to Taylor. He knows I love him. But <sighs> I don't love that commercial. It's uncomfortable to me. Um, I mean... Here's the question. We're at 45 minutes. Uh, This feels impressive to have been able to um, talk this long without anyone responding. Uh, Maybe it's maybe it's not a good thing that I could talk for 45 minutes without um, anyone to respond. Uh, But here we are. Um, kind of feels like my last marriage. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, let's see. Let's go through my weekend. Friday night, I hung out with the boys. In retrospect, maybe we should have recorded then. Uh, Saturday, uh, cleaned up the apartment a little bit. I actually moved around my whole living room. Um, yeah, so I had two couches and like a recliner kind of in the corner next to the TV. Uh, initially when I moved in, I only had one couch and the recliner. And so, you know, I would sit in the recliner, unwind, watch some TV, put a game on or whatever. Um, but then when I found the second couch, I was like, you know, people come over all the time. We don't have a lot of seating. Let me get that other couch. We'll just move the, uh, the recliner over to the corner and then you all sitting if I read or whatever I wasn't really in a phase of life where I was doing a lot of reading so the chair wasn't used too much um but then I was thinking Saturday uh I like to watch a lot of football I have two TVs in my room um not like intentionally it just kind of I had one when I was living on campus and then my buddy who had like the same TV I kept it in my storage unit for him over the summer. And then he was kind of like, Hey, uh, I never really used it. If you want it, you can have it for 50 bucks. So I kind of had two of them. So I did one in my room, one in the living room. Uh, then my last roommate actually had a bigger TV that he was like, Hey, like we can put this in the living room if you want. Uh, cause it's a little bigger. I said, all right, cool. 
Um, so then I just had two TVs in my room. Uh, so I'd be able to put on like a hockey game and a football game or a basketball game and an episode of Shit's Creek or something. Uh, great show. I'm almost done with it. No one spoil it, please. Um, but anyway, I thought, why have the two TVs in my room where only I can enjoy it when I could find a way to put two in the living room and uh, set it up so that everyone can enjoy two? You know, put Red Zone on one screen, my beloved and besmirched Vikings on the other. Um, so I moved the TV to the corner where the chair was, put the chair kind of like in the middle, um, moved one of the couches back to the back wall, uh, and put a TV along like that adjacent wall. So you can kind of see, really, you can see both TVs from any seat in the living room. Uh, no like neck strain on any of them or anything like that. Um, so Yesterday, I was able to just sit in that recliner, uh, have Red Zone on one TV, and then watched my Vikings put up a disgusting effort against uh, the previously winless Falcons. I say previously because somehow we found a way to lose to them, to have lost, um, which in a lot of ways is probably the most impressive thing you can do in football is lose to the Falcons. Um, yeah, so I moved everything around to watch that sad sack of a franchise uh, get beat by the team who gave up a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl and then never recovered until, I guess, yesterday. Um, but it was nice. Uh, this is actually a nice segue to something that has bothered me. Uh, for a while, the NFL needs to figure out their scheduling. I understand TV deals, uh, like the national game of the week sort of situation, that sort of thing. Oh, Josh Allen's short. That's not good. Um, you saw how they're stacking the box. You should have audible to like a quick pass or something. Uh, maybe there's an offsides. There's a flag. But anyway, the NFL, I get, you know, that four o'clock window, you kind of have one national game. And then, you know, like regionally on the other networks, I think. But the the yesterday there were seven games at one o'clock. Awesome. Red Zone's going to be popping. Only two games in the four o'clock window. Which, if it was two good games, I would have said that's that's acceptable. However, it was Green Bay versus Tampa Bay, which is a it should have been a good game. Should have been way more competitive than it was. 38-10. Those 38 points were all unanswered. Um but uh the other game was Miami versus the New York Football Jets. Um not sure why the NFL thought that needed to be the other game on um, out of the two. No one, no one really cares about that game. 
I will give, I mean, credit to the Dolphins. They are much better than anyone had expected going into this year. Um, they have, they've impressed, but still they're not interesting to watch to me. Um, especially when their opponent is the Jets. That's not even like a, I want to watch this team just work the other one situation. Um, so that was frustrating. But if you have seven games in the one o'clock window and then only two in the four o'clock, why can't we move two of them to the four o'clock? That way, when I have red zone on, I'm seeing like a variety of games as opposed to, okay, well, I already have Packers bucks on one screen. That's 50% of what you're showing on the red zone, but I'm seeing 100% of it here. So the NFL needs to figure that out. I don't know how much money they make from advertisers on the red zone channel, but if they're doing stuff like that, you're going to lose a lot of viewers uh, because I'm just going to switch it to Fox and watch that game, um, which still you're probably getting ad revenue there. However, if you have more games, that's more ads. Um, Plain and simple. So you're welcome, NFL. I just fixed everything for you. Um, Start treating your players right. Stop hiding information about concussions. You knew all along. Um, I really hate Roger Goodell. I'm not going to get into that for eight minutes. uh, Because you know what, guys? Actually, seven minutes now. I think we can do this. I might be able to talk for a full hour. I'm catching a... I don't want to say second wind because I really don't think I got into a groove at any point um, until now, maybe. Um, But I also think this is more of a stream of consciousness, if that's the phrase that people use. Um, Kind of just going off the dome like a Eminem and 8 Mile. Uh, Screw a mic, I'll do it a cappella. Other things about Clarence. Um, 313 put your hands up and follow me or something like that. I'm truthfully not from the three, one, three, uh, as no surprise to anyone. Um, apologies for that slurping. Um, was eight mile really a good movie or did we all see it when we were too young? I think that's something we need to unpack. Also, there's something I said earlier that um i i said we didn't talk about enough but i don't remember what it is so maybe we do talk about it enough um i'm gonna check and see if what i said was actually true um because if it's not then that makes a lot of sense why we're not talking about it um let's see pardon me um, let's scroll down that Wikipedia page. Um, is there a personal life section? <sighs> yes, let's see. Yes, uh, we don't talk about this enough as a society. Uh, maybe I was just too young when it was topical, but, um, it's topical to me as a giant, um, Gossip Girl fan. Um, why don't we talk more about how Tony Romo, uh, how his brother-in-law is Chase Crawford, 
who played um, Nate Archibald on Gossip Girl and The Deep on The Boys. Um, I feel like that is something that, uh, at least in my friend group, probably would have been discussed a little bit more. Um, I just, how did no one talk about this more? Like, I've never had a conversation with anyone about that. Um, almost disrespectful to my interests on the part of my friends. Uh, I think they know that's exactly the type of stuff I would want to talk about. Um, so that's hurtful. Um, that they wouldn't want to talk to me about that. Um, granted, they know... They know once you get me going on Gossip Girl, there's no stopping. Um, Such a good show. Uh, You look back, um, as mean as Blair was, I think you can make the case that Serena was uh, probably the worst person. Um, Just from the standpoint of, like, uh, her entitlement and kind of blaming others for a lot of things that were her fault or um, maybe let's get into, I think it was a final or next to last season penultimate, if you will. Um, She just like made up a whole new identity and was about to marry a dude just to get away from her problems. Cause I think she got all coked out on a, uh, maybe she did heroin. I don't remember. Um, It's one of those things that, they're wildly different in effects. Um, she got, uh, let's say, coked out of her mind and passed out on a train. Uh, the next time we see her, she's um, going by a different name about to uh, marry some guy. Low-key, some uh, Simple Favor vibes. Great movie with Blake Lively and um, Anna Kendrick. But... Uh, that being said, which I feel like I say a lot, um, but anyway, um, everyone has a catchphrase, and mine's either that being said or and um, so anyways, but uh, there we go again. Um, all her friends were still there for her a lot. Um, granted, she was always there for her friend. Oh, I say granted a lot, too. I'm learning a lot about myself tonight. Um, killing it. She was there for them also. But, um, she caused a lot more messes for all of her friends, which I know a lot of friendship is trust and being able to be there for everyone and for each other all the time. But she gave her friends a lot of reasons to just move on from her and like give up and crap. So, um, respect to Blair, Nate, Chuck, Dan, um, her brother, Eric, remembered that name. Uh, her mom, Lily, terrible person. Um, not a fan. Never was, never will be. Always been a Lily hater. Always will be. Um, Rufus, low-key, like, he has his moments where he's not that good, but overall, pretty great guy. Um, loved his kids. Uh, almost a little too much. Um, he let Jenny get away with a little bit too much, but... Who am I to judge? My kids don't even talk to me anymore. 
Um, I try and I try, uh, but they're just, they want to stick with their mom, Doris Burke. Um, we're not on great terms. Uh, but anyway, we've gotten to the final 30 seconds of my talking time. Uh, if anyone actually listened to all of this, I don't know why. Uh, you must be comatose. Uh, but I appreciate it. Hopefully this doesn't happen again. Um, if it does, maybe I'll be a little better prepared. But hopefully next week I have uh, at least one of my other co-hosts. Um, hopefully Baba and Taylor can make it. But three seconds left. Uh, we'll be better next time. Let me go. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold sets up.